Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the starting lineup, the semi-American starting lineup. At point guard, at 5'11 and a half, 150 pounds, standing 5'11 and a half. Emmanuel Nobias Burhanu at small forward standing five foot five and three quarter inches. That's definitely a lot. Daniel, did you know he lives? You. We round up. He's a, he's a power forward. <laughs> and your host, uh huh, myself. <laughs> Standing six foot. Actually, it's five eleven and three quarter inches. Nah, you're definitely six, bro. Claim six. Don't do this. Six foot, two hundred pounds. Eddie the Petty Ramirez. Let's go. The Semi Americans Podcast, baby. Welcome back. Go ahead, Daniel. Welcome us all back, my G. Oh, for sure. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's get started. <laughs> the excitement is through the roof, ladies and gentlemen. The real big three. Yo. Three the hard way. Yo, I'm so excited to be back. Thanks for covering while I was gone. Of course, we missed you. It was good. How you feel, dog? How you feel, Eduardo? Yo, I'm good. I was, uh, I was off handling some business, some mental business for a couple weeks, but I'm back. Nice, nice. Yeah. Getting I mean, back on track. Yeah, yeah. Mental health is all about, it's a continuous thing. You know, you don't stop, but sometimes you got to take a little time off to focus on it. Glad to be back, staying focused, staying on track. Are you refreshed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you I'm re- refreshed. Are you ready to dive deep into some of the topics that we have? <laughs> don't look at me in the <laughs> eye and say dive deep, bro. Come on. Oh, they, I love that because I Let's just, hey, to all the listeners, man, I'm going to go ahead and share this story. Let's talk about the time Daniel almost turned me into a Looney Tunes character. All right. This was senior year in high school. Oh, no, sorry. Senior year in college. And it was, a, it was my birthday. So I think my birthday was, was probably like during a weekday. Maybe it, it was, a, I think it was a Thursday night. And I was in my dorm room. It was like late. I'll alter parts of the story just to protect people. But I was, uh, let's. I was asleep, pretty much. Lights were off. Um, I was already back in the day. But, like, Daniel knew that, so he'd come and visit, hang out with me, whatever. Uh, this man comes running into the room. Because I used to always, I had this bad habit of leaving my door unlocked. But it was just because, like, in case anything happened. Uh, runs into the room. Gives me a Like, first off, I'm, like, discombobulated. I'm, like, uh, like, what's going on? Who's running into my room? Because Daniel is mad fast. So the door opens. He dashes in. And... <laughs> Wait, before I dashed in, didn't I uh, reach out, announce myself, and, like, text you or nah, call bro. you? No, because, like, we're best friends, so you didn't need to do all that. Sometimes you just show up and 
Like, I mean, that, that was fine. But that that's also why, like, I was so taken aback. Or maybe you might have, and, I, like, I didn't see my phone because uh, I, I was, like, I was knocked out. like a yeah. normal person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in, and he has this, um, he knows I was, like, back in college, I was bad. Like, I, like, I used to, I had a big sweet tooth, like, crazy. Like, I used to get, like, dessert almost so with every bad. meal kind so of thing. Bad. His it's diet so bad. was, like... All right, we're not going to do this. Straight, like, now, I'm a doctor now, bro. I can't. I, we can't be talking like this. Um, not a dentist, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a slice of chocolate cake that he got, I think, from the Brick Tavern Bar. Yeah, yeah. Brick I think house, that's what it was. Brick House Tavern. There we go. Brick House Tavern, yeah. Um, and it had what I thought was a candle on it, right? So... Naturally, you're like, oh, like my friend brought me a piece of cake. This is so nice. Let's go ahead, light the candle, you know, do a little, you know, whatever, quick birthday thing. And then, you know, what a kind thing to do. For some reason, God was watching over me because I decided to take a look at what I thought was a candle. And I thought it looked a little funky because it it looked, it just looked a little out of sorts. I picked it up and I was like, oh, this is a firecracker. So this man had it in his mind, and I asked him, I said, where did you even get a firecracker at this time of the hour? And he was like, oh, somebody was out selling it. <laughs> I don't know who was that out was the street. It was a bouncer, I think. I think that's yeah, what you told me afterwards. Bouncer, yeah. yeah. But he really thought in his mind, oh, let me go ahead and have him light up this firecracker. Like, I, like you know how Bugs Bunny or something is like smoking the cigar and then it blows up in their face? That's yeah. literally, I, that could have been me. But thankfully, I, I looked at the candle and it didn't happen. But it... It was just one of the funniest things that ever happened to me when I when I was uh, when I was in college, and I always anytime it's my birthday, anytime there's like a cake and candles, I always think about that moment. I think for some reason I thought that the firecracker was more like a sparkler. <laughs> I thought that it was like it worked the same way, right? Yeah, yeah. So I put it on there. And I forgot that firecrackers actually blow up. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I, I love how he's like, um, yeah, you know, we almost lost him, but yo, you, did you die? You traumatized yeah. now. No, I'm all right. Checking I'm, every candle. Oh, Checking 100%. every candle. Yes, definitely. Hey, I'm life more lessons. of a candle inspector nowadays than I than I was back in the day. Um, yeah, but <laughs> Daniel's energy is unmatched, man. He he's on a different level. Yo, he just sneaks in. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like you're you're having a regular conversation, like. Mm-hmm. Anything. He just sneaks in and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I keep you on your toes, ready to pivot at, at all times. Ready right. to jump. That's what he did with the with the topics today. Yo. If y'all don't like this episode, hit up Daniel and blame him. He came up with nearly all the topics. So talking about Daniel jumping and uh <laughs> and the lineup. I, I think uh so are we gonna are we gonna say uh Daniel is MJ, you're Scotty, and I'm Dennis Rodman? Is that it? I feel like he's more Dennis. He's more. Uh, Dennis. I think I'm more I Dennis. Think so. He's yeah, more yeah, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. I He'll think do I'm more Dennis. Damn. He'll do all the like the things flagrants. That, yeah. <laughs> that's true. He does the flagrants. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the enforcer. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. That's true. That's cool. You could be MJ. Nah, I'm nah. Scotty, bro. Nah, I'm Scotty, bro. Nah, I'm, we can't I'm built both like be Scotty. Him. I'm built like him. I can't. I get cheated on. I'm Scotty, bro. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he says it, and he says it's crazy. Oh, man. This guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that. Yep. I'll be on Iverson. Thanks, man. But, you know, talk, talking about that, um, you know, let's 
kind of transition into this first soundbite along those lines. Uh-huh. Daniel, think, you lead the show, man. You I, got think our, I think our boy 21, you know, had a pretty good, uh, profound statement. So uh-huh. if you want to listen to this. How you deal with all this, this, this trauma, this trauma 21? Like I'm talking about like seeing all your friends get killed, issues with your father. Like how do you deal with it? I ain't gonna lie, bro. Sometimes like late nights, I just cry. Like, that's the honest to God truth. So now that we've heard 21, you know, give his profound statement. Yeah, he was keeping it real. Yeah, he was. What are are, are your opinions on, you know, men being vulnerable and, um, you know, men showing What's that mean to be vulnerable? What's that mean, vulnerable? What does it mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, how do you you have a a moment where you see somebody and you go, oh, they're being vulnerable in that moment? I I think you should define it since you're the least vulnerable. I agree. Uh, what's it mean to be vulnerable? Uh, I think this is a really, really like, that's a bold statement. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, no, vulnerable. Just being open? Is it being Yeah, authentic? you know, it's interesting because there are plenty of people that are open, but you wouldn't necessarily characterize them as vulnerable. I think vulnerable is when... Somebody shares something with you that somewhat makes you feel uncomfortable. And you go, oh, that's that's something that I probably wouldn't feel comfortable sharing. Because it's different than being open. People can be open about, you know, their, their business, whatever, family matters, things like that. But when somebody shares with you their, like, insecurities or something that makes you that like it provides a glimpse into their deepest darkest secrets <laughs> why are you like this <laughs> i'm serious yeah but like <laughs> the way you said it yeah i think that's more vulnerability and i think that's the difference between being open i see so so what do you think so a phrase know. or a statement that makes you feel uncomfortable but not necessarily might not make them feel uncomfortable because they at least since they shared it they were comfortable enough sharing it to you but you might not necessarily share the same thing with them is that what you're saying i think it has to do with the with the expectation of the person that's telling you the situation right because like you said they could be really open Mm -hmm. and be telling you all of their business all the time right but if they're talking about a specific thing that they're insecure of within that and it's unexpected of them to kind of express their emotions about a situation that way, then that's vulnerability. Yeah. Right. I, that's what I was trying to get at. Right. Yeah. He said it better than I did, but that's kind of what I was Very trying to get Very eloquently at. said. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, vulnerability as men, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing too. Cause being semi-Americans, mm-hmm. you know, our, all of our dads are a little, I imagine all of emotionally detached. Yes. Is that it? Yeah. No, but I, no, I agree. I think a lot of like immigrant dads are, uh, they don't express like emotion. Does your father tell you he loves you? He does now, but not, uh, not growing up. Yeah. Same. Really? Yeah. I never got, I love you from your dad. No, not, not really growing up. Not, Oh, maybe we did. Maybe I did, but I don't really think I don't think Yo, so. Even yeah. now, my my stepdad, he's like, "We love you." He never says, "I love you." No, he's he's never like, because in Spanish, it's like it's like "lo amamos" mm-hmm. instead of "lo amo." 
Lo amo is like singular. singular. Right. Lo amamos is like we love you. It makes it a shared responsibility. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So and and it's weird because I didn't I didn't start uh I didn't start telling him I loved him until like uh maybe I was like twenty four, twenty three or twenty four. Once you got older. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, man. Man. So you how do you, you, know, you, how do you, do you say I love you on the uh, when you hang up the phone? So growing up I actually kind of felt um weird saying I love you out loud, right? Even on the phone. Even on the phone, right? Even to <clears> your mom? Uh, even to my mom, right? Just cause I never really got that response. Uh, so I wasn't really sensitized to it. Right. I heard that a lot from yeah. like Asian, Asian. Yeah. Uh, so I always felt Asian weird Americans. saying it out loud or on the phone and stuff like that. So I never got used to it until like recently now, probably like the past, like, I don't know, since I graduated college, most likely just because I've had like a newfound appreciation for uh, my family right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. telling them like how i feel mm-hmm. right and expressing it so now i do say i love you to them like in public on the phone like even if i'm on the phone in public i'll do that yeah. um just because like you know i want to let them know and you know you just never know uh when the last time they'll hear it right maybe right yeah but like with like friends and stuff because like whenever i'm talking to him he's always like love you bro and i'm just like all right, bro. <laughs> and yeah. they hang up, right? Yeah. No, but for, just, I've I always said that to Daniel. About I've, that. I've always said that to Daniel, though. It's like, bro, I, that might be our last conversation. Yeah. All I know. Yeah. So, like, if, you know, if, if that makes you feel weird, whatever. But, like, the way I grew up, I grew up with, you know, I, I love you was expressed all the time. So, for me, it's like, if you mean it and, you know, you, you want to show love to somebody, you just say it. Yeah. yeah. And you've, you've literally told me that, um, that, that phrase, that saying, you know, yeah. that, that, like, mantra on how you live right yeah. and that's actually one of the reasons why i started saying um i love you to my parents more often mm-hmm. because like like you said you never know when the last yeah. time would be that's i actually true. got it from you thanks man that's true have you seen the difference in your parents and how they express that back to you uh so yeah i i noticed that they like kind of gained or not gained they like picked that up uh-huh. right in terms of like me saying it to them yeah and uh, they've started reciprocating it more yeah. um, and, you know, saying that back to me, back to my brother and whatnot. That makes sense. Yeah. My uh, my parents are kind of the same. My mom's always told me I love you, but my stepdad, like I said, has just been like a recent thing. But yeah, circling back to like vulnerability in general, like when do you feel you're most vulnerable and who do you feel like you're most vulnerable with? Probably... Um, you know, people that you're obviously it's going to be people that you are close with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're comfortable kind of opening up to like opening up to the deepest extents. Right. Um, like the stuff that like you kind of think about at, at night, like late at night or like when you're doing self-reflection. Right. Let me find out Daniel Pillow talking. No, no, no. Like like stuff that you think about in your head. Right. Uh-huh. Um, that like you're kind of contemplating. Uh, probably like, you know, who do you, who do, you do that with? Like your significant other. It, it depends on the topic too. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'd say like significant other yourself, uh, parents. yourself is always the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself. You, you always like re- go over like scenarios place in your head first and then you validate it with another person. And then depending on what the topic is, it could be, you know, like I said, parents, significant other, like close friends, best friends. Yeah, pretty pretty small list of individuals. Huh. So you you're pretty guarded. Yeah, definitely. 
I don't have a lot of friends, man. What? I don't believe that. No, I don't believe that. Um, so parents, family, significant others. Do you feel like you've been able to be vulnerable with every significant other you've had? Nah. No. No? No. No, that's an easy no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like with some significant others, there's limitations to how much you're willing to share? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because it, it depends on, I mean, part of keeping a relationship is like shared experiences and shared trauma mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the growth that you guys have together. Yeah. And like if somebody, if if their trauma, you know, trauma is trauma, regardless of how serious you consider it but like if somebody's trauma is not to the degree of trauma that you have mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult to try to try to be vulnerable with them about certain things you don't think that puts a ceiling to a relationship though yeah and most of the time it won't work but you're not really going into the relationship thinking that you have a ceiling right you're on, you only realize that later down the line and that's one of the reasons why the relationship doesn't end up working out, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's not like, it's not like something that you necessarily should be pessimistic about. Right. Mm. I think you're, I feel like you're a big, uh, I feel like you're a big, uh, what's the, what's the term? Like not, a, what's the opposite of optimist? A pessimist? Yeah. A pessimist. Sorry. I, I had a brain fart. No, I get quite the opposite. That's really. Yeah, I feel like I feel positive. like you you are very positive, but I feel like you like look at the things that could go wrong before uh before actually like jumping into something. And and I feel like at sometimes like that kind of holds you back, you know. Just say what you want to yeah. say. No, cuz I know where he's headed with this. Like yeah. he's not slick about this. He's like, hey, I think that yeah, yeah. So when on. are you going to be vulnerable with yeah. your next <laughs> relationship <laughs> exactly <laughs> thank you sir <laughs> see yeah i'm glad eduardo's back because he can call you out on this no nah, like, it's not just truth. me getting bullied no no it was i mean yeah i'm sure you guys are gonna team up and bully me but i mean honestly the last episode was pretty good like, no the last two episodes the, the, the grilling oh my god man yeah, it was awful i was exhausted yeah, you were, from work you, you were well done after that one <laughs> uh-huh, no but, but before we get into that topic, let's table that for now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about wait, how... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We haven't talked about Emmanuel being vulnerable. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, like, who are you vulnerable with? Uh, like, do you think you're... Uh, yeah, my family. On a scale of 1 to 10, Yeah. how vulnerable do you carry yourself? Depending on who, I, who I'm around. Right. right. So it's like, I think people sometimes mistake... Like, even if a person appears to, like care or want to know like sometimes they just want to know your business to know your business but it's not something that i don't know i'm reserved because that's the way i grew up like right. we don't discuss family business like that you know what i mean it's like we keep that in-house and if there's an issue we're i'm not out here you know advertising it exactly yeah. because there's a time and place for everything and certain things don't need to be talked about because people will look at you differently they're you know, they may not fully understand the situation so that's why I'm very careful with what I share, like even about my family members. Like I'll never say something negative or throw them under the bus, like on a platform like this. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they, there's nothing like my parents and my little sister. I wouldn't. There's nothing I would point at and be like, they did this to me. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, they're great. Um, but yeah, 
my parents I'm all the way vulnerable with like I don't mind sharing my insecurities my my thoughts my fears with them same thing with my little sister um friends to some extent uh I, I think it, it depends. depends on the topic depends on yeah, the yeah. situation for sure because some friends you've had moments where you've gone you, through those same experiences right um same like you know problems yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. we're always talking about right, right. that couldn't relate to right. that insecurity or right. fear that you might be going through yeah because like there's experiences you and i have had and you see me in moments where i've shared something vulnerable or like shared some insecurity or fear that i've had and vice versa because like we think similarly about that topic and same thing with eduardo like it's different with different friends like i don't think there's one friend that knows everything that that's going on about me but it's enough that i've had those conversations or discussions with people and they know enough like you, you let them know enough enough is necessary you know a thought that just popped up when you were saying that what have, have i ever seen you cry or have you seen me cry or like you know with eduardo like yeah I'm I've, seen, think. I've seen you cry I, I think yeah you definitely have yeah, recently. yeah for sure i'm a crier yeah i think I'm a crier. i've seen him cry what what are your what are your guys's thoughts on I don't like, I don't think Eduardo has ever seen me cry and guys crying crying I mean if if you got a if that's your way of expressing it then you cry it's it's cool I think I think I used to cry a lot out of frustration and you know like when you were younger yeah there's there is a different types of crying there's like sadness crying yeah. there's frustration crying anger crying there's happiness, <clears throat> happiness crying, crying. Yeah. yeah it's a it's a pretty like vast emotion that's expressed in like one bodily function that's crazy (laughs) yeah 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 no i i mean honestly it was like yeah because i used to cry a lot out of frustration like why can't i do something about this situation sort of thing right Mm -hmm. growing up as a kid Mm -hmm. or like i mean a lot of self-hate a lot of self-doubt right like why can't i do this why can't i just get an a why can't i you know whatever it whatever Whatever, it was yeah but like i I still feel like sometimes now i'll still like shed a tear out of frustration Mm -hmm. but i think uh just like randomly yeah yeah but like um a lot of that is is trying to fight your own vulnerability, right? Like the frustration of it is not understanding the feeling that you're going through, right? Um, so I feel like as long as as long as you're vulnerable with yourself in the situation that you're in, then there's really no fighting whatever whatever the feeling is. If you're sad, then you'll cry for being sad. If you're happy, then you know you'll feel a certain way about it. If something is ending. Like uh, the other day, I, w- I was watching Money Heist. Mm-hmm. Uh, great show on Netflix. Check it out. No sponsorship. Um, <laughs> no promo. But uh, yeah, I was watching it. And I've been watching it. I started watching it the third season. So like I, I binged one through three. And then I was waiting for it. And it's like there was so much good character development. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the last episode. So even before the last episode, I was like, I was like shedding Dreading tears. It, yeah. Because yeah. Cause I was like, damn, these characters, no spoiler alert, but they, they live at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, they're alive, but you know, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never going to see these characters again. So in like a way, it was like a happy crying, sad crying sort of thing. Like, damn, it's come to an end. 
That was a two-in-one combo yeah. emotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, yeah, I, I just got to feel vulnerable for the feelings that I feel over these characters. You know some. You know what's crazy? Sometimes it's, like, nice to just shed a tear. Yeah, like, not that's refreshing, yeah. Maybe, like, you know, cry, obviously, like, just, like, full-on cry, but also, like, just shed, like, a single tear, a couple tears. Like, dude, I've had, like, times where, like, like I'll have, like, a day a random day where I just want to shed a tear and yeah. I'll just watch like a YouTube compilation video mm-hmm. of like sad things or happy things depending mm-hmm. on the mood. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just shed a tear and then I'll be like, Ooh, this is a nice release. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Have you had that feeling? Of yeah. When's the last time you cried, man? Yeah. Last time, uh, probably sometime this summer. That was probably, that was the last time that, that I probably all year that I, that I shed a tear was was that yeah, yeah. i was kind of just it was probably building the entire day and then it, it got to a point where i came home and i saw my mom yeah and i had to like obviously tell her what was going on at that point i it was I, I hate crying though because like i it's a i'm it's a when i have when i do cry it's like a powerful cry yeah. like it's not like one of those like shed a tear or yeah, anything yeah. it's like you no know, it's like to the point that if somebody around me will be like, yo, like, are you okay? That kind of thing. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, that was that was the time. And then I, th- I came to see you right after. So that was that was the last time. And then before that, I don't, I don't know. I don't usually, I don't use crying as like my method of expression. But do you feel like you fight, you fight that, uh, that emotion? Yeah. Cause I mean, crying, like fight. I don't know if I fight. Like, do you hold it back? do you do your best to hold it back because because like you know like growing up like right like yeah. you'd like watch something sad and like right. you kind of get a little moist in yeah. the in the corner of or your like eyes you can't right control it. yeah yeah and like I mean, kind of like on like not social media oh, but yeah. like the general like i guess like pub i don't know what i'm trying to say but like mm-hmm. the general understanding growing up was like dudes don't cry yeah. right like yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're not a like a man's man if you cry yeah. right so like in like you know middle school high school if i saw like a sad movie or something right. you wouldn't i, I would have yeah. let it out right yeah, but like, now like if i watch something bit. i don't care i'll just i'll yeah, just, same, you know, I'll just do it you know my, I'll just my cry. whole basis isn't like it's not like a masculinity thing at all um mine's more just like like when I had my breakup after my last relationship, that was years spent there, and it was like what, like you know, five years where you're putting all this investment and energy into it. I didn't five I didn't, years. I did, yeah, I didn't That's shed a long time. I, I didn't yeah. shed a single tear. Like, and I say, like, does that make me a psycho? I don't know. But I mean, you're you're a very rational rational person, so that's true, right? But I mean, obviously, when emotions are involved, then you're not nearly as rational. It's not like you can calculate within a relationship. But I like I I didn't and I I was okay with it. I turned that like you know whatever frustrations I had at what happened into cool. I'm gonna go ahead and turn this into a positive energy, and then you know here comes the podcast, here comes the publishing company, here comes the like these things that I wanted to accomplish. I just went ahead and did them. So I, I don't know. I didn't. It that's didn't true. hit me. Yeah, I mean no, that's I, not to say. Don't get me wrong. That's not to say I wasn't sad. Like there was definitely. I would have days where I was just like a little bit yeah. on the sadder side or down, but yeah. I wasn't sitting there like crying Distraught with like a bowl of ice cream or anything. Yeah. 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 Like, I was no, I mean, like, that's keep it pushing. That definitely takes a little bit of emotional development to turn that energy into something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Like going through a hard situation and it's like you get that, uh, that upset feeling, that sad feeling, that down feeling. And like some people stay there, mm-hmm. right. Some people decide to stay there. Right. 
become emotionally stunted like you told me I was years ago. <laughs> but to me from years ago. Yeah, no, but that really, I mean, that really helped me out because it's like. You came you know, to a realization yeah. and you were able to move forward once you realized it. Right. Like they, there are a lot of situations that stunt people emotionally. Yeah. And they get stuck there. I mean, depression is, is a much bigger thing than, you know, specific situations. But some people do allow specific situations to get them into a depression. Right. And like just define it and define them, I guess, in their like new situation. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, I didn't. And I, I was like, if, like by crying, am I really going to feel better? Like, no, I always feel crappy after it like ruins my entire day. Like, my nose is going to be stuffy the entire day. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to feel exhausted. And I was like, nah. Like, I don't have a whole day to waste. You sleep good, though. Yeah. <laughs> After a good crying session. Do you? I do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel exhausted. But, yeah. As, again, like, if that's a, that's your way of expression, that's that's great. And I'm sure that's going to change as I get older, too. I feel like that, that happens. Like, as you get older, there's different things that kind of... You know, you experience different things, so you associate different things with those feelings that would make you cry. Right. There's different thresholds mm-hmm. that triggers. You know. yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, one of one of the things that I've been thinking about recently, because I'm like, damn, sometimes I, I care so much about something. Mm-hmm. It's like you get frustrated and it's like immediately you're burnt out. Yeah. That's one of those things that I've put together recently. And I'm like. Well, I mean, it's definitely an issue in how you express yourself in a situation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can repeatedly tell people, hey, you know, sort of the taking somebody to the water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. You know, so like, if the water's right there, it's like, dude, the water's right there. And then if they don't want to, if they don't want to drink it, then it's It's like, yeah, and it's on them. And then it's your reaction to that, right? Mm Mm-hmm that makes you look like a compassionate person, like an asshole. Like you can continuously be nice to them and be like, Hey, water's right there. Water's right there. And then some people just like burn out and it's like, God, dude, the water's right there. You know what I'm saying? And it's expressing yourself in, in that way that you have to learn to control, but it, you know, situation after situation, you just end up getting burnt out real fast. Mm -hmm. Right. What's a situation where you got burnt out like that? So many. I mean, Manny goes through it like daily, I imagine, right? Like you're in the hospital and, you know, you've got specific cases where it's like you you want to try to help the situation, but there's nothing you can do or like you've tried everything or, you know, it's it's just a patient that is unwilling to. Mm-hmm. To be helpful, right? It's like you oh, get yeah. that burnout. Oh yeah, some so, yeah, some situations are definitely frustrating enough, right? And I, I feel like that's kind of a emotional development cycle that you're going through right now. Is that constant? Like, all right, what can I do to help? Well, I'm, and then I'm you get burnt out of it. Like, I, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, you help the ones that want to be helped, and so if you, they don't. That's so okay. you basically what? Just give them the facts. Let mm-hmm. them know. You know, all this is. You know what is happening this is what can happen uh you know if you follow my advice this is what will ensue if they choose not to listen if they choose not to listen you know you walk away your hands are clean yeah well no you still try like i still try but after like after several attempts and 
if it, once it becomes clear, like you're not getting anywhere, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, this isn't going to work. Like it's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy yeah, for you exactly. or the person. So it's like, it's insanity. Right. You're doing yeah. the same thing. And you, you even know? like offer, I'm like, all right, somebody else will see you. Like, I don't think this is working out. So let's have maybe another provider try yeah. and, and talk to you. Maybe I, a yeah. different angle. Someone yeah. might approach it differently. And yeah. and that yeah. happens in every single relationship that you're in, you know, be it a familial relationship or work relationship. Sure. You know, so. Well, to flip the topic here, since we've been talking about crying so long, um, <laughs> what this is a, a you crying about topic. crying? <laughs> <laughs> what warms your heart slash makes you smile instantly? Like when you see it or like you observe it in in real time or some memory that you think back to and you're like, oh, yeah, this this is like this gives me a warm feeling as far as, you know, a feeling of like peace, comfort, happiness, whatever. Similar to like the compilation videos that I was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. that I watch um, that that I get for like a crying emotion. Mm -hmm. I also watch like videos of like veterans coming home mm-hmm. and like their family giving them hugs, like their kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that, like warms my heart or like videos of like, like pets and their owners. <laughs> like, you know, it's weird, man. There's a reason why, like, you know, those videos are viral and have yeah. like, you yeah. know, millions, hundreds of millions of views because like, you know, it's, it's an emotion that is, um, that's relatable to everybody, mm-hmm. you know? There's proof in the pudding. What about you, Eduardo? Um, I think my dog, Barkley. Mm-hmm. Dude, every time he sees me, that that tail is wagging. That's not a dog, by the way. What is it? It's a it's beast. It's a menace. It's a menace. To oh, it's, it's a pit bull, right? Yeah, a, a huge pit bull. Yeah. yeah. How big is it? Menace. Eighty pounds. That's a large. Yeah. That's a large animal. No, yeah, but every time I walk through that door. Man, like, I know he's not supposed to jump, but every time he jumps up, I'm like, ah, I just want to hug him, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, no no matter how bad a day it's been, it's just like, he's excited to see me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that unconditional love. Yeah. It's that, it's that emotional, emotion of unconditional love that's expressed that I think puts that smile that warms your heart. Yeah. And, like, that's also the reason why I watch those YouTube videos yeah. to get that unconditional yeah. love emotion yeah, yeah, projected yeah. you yeah. believe in unconditional love Daniel? yeah i think we talked about it last week but we didn't no we didn't oh man i'm getting my topics mixed up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I definitely do for sure oh man yo so so what about you manny what Wait, uh come out. we're not just gonna skip nah, that no nah, no nah, nah. this is the answer the Daniel. question hold on, no, hold no, no. i'll answer the question but i'll answer the question but then i definitely want to because this is yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that my parents would literally do anything for me. Like, even to the extreme of, like, you know, sacrifice their own lives for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the highest form of unconditional love. Is that vice versa? Uh, dude, that's, oof, that's really hard, bro. That's really, really hard. Is it? Yeah, because, like... I mean, would they want you to do that? That's the thing. That's the thing. They wouldn't want me to do it. But I, I definitely would. Like, for example, like, um, like, like if my mom needed like, like my liver or something, mm-hmm. and like if I gave her, my, if I only had one liver, right? My mom mm-hmm. need, needed it. I'll give it to her. Okay. You know? Okay. And I, like, I kind of survive. Yeah. Like, I'll give it to her for sure. Um, 
like my dad, my brother. Yeah. No, yeah, of course. Um, but the thing is, is like I don't know if my parents, like my, I, I know my parents wouldn't want me to do that, mm-hmm. right? That's why I hesitated earlier. Not that the fact that I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, unconditional love for outside your family, like a romantic partner or a significant other, girlfriend, future wife, whatever? So I think it's different because the fact that I've known my family for the entirety of my life, right? And Uh we've uh, created all those bonds Mm -hmm. and experiences and memories, Mm kind of similar to what Eduardo was talking about earlier. And we've gone through all those like, you know, trials and tribulations, right? So it's, it's, it's different, but is that someone that will have that degree of love in the future? Yeah, of course. That's probably when you, when I'd propose, man. Yeah. When you're like, oh, when I'm like, you know, firmly, when I firmly believe that it's evolved to that stage of unconditional love. Exactly. I guess that kind of makes sense. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let me answer the question. Uh of uh what warms like my heart i think it's like little things hold up rewind what back to you what about your what about your unconditional love yeah yeah he'll answer that question and then jump into unconditional love come on one thing at a time man running a professional podcast yeah um what warms your heart makes you smile a lot of times it's things that all right y'all know i love to go to the park before y'all start laughing y'all know i have my special favorite park what do you do at the park? I just hang out. I like I'll hang out by the by the river. Um, I'll hang out, take a nature. Read. Yeah, like especially in like the spring summertime. And, let me, you let know, me just do that because the park warms your heart. You want to share it with others so that you can warm other people's hearts too, right? Yeah. No, I, I this this podcast started at that park. It did. Yeah. 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 The conception of this idea. Yeah. was uh, the phone call actually happened while I was at the park and then we met up at that same park um but anyways so if I'm like when I'm out and you see like fathers with their kids and things like that mm-hmm. I I like that I like to see that because it's not something that's like a, a lot of times in even in American society it's like normalized that the mom's taking care of the kids and you know you see them with the stroller and stuff but when I see like a father going on a run, you know, going with the stroller, mm-hmm. son or daughter is like in there that and, you know, they're like engaging with their with their kid. That's something that warms my heart because I'm like, I like this. That needs to be more normalized and fathers need to be like present there. I mean, I, I grew up with my father being present as much as possible, but I think that's in society. Like we need to see more of that. Fathers should, you know, try to spend more time with their kids. Yeah. And I, I think that's that's something that. We should probably, if we're thinking of, like, what warms our hearts, I think we shouldn't only be looking at, like, things that we've seen. Yeah. But, like, things that we want to be. That's partly why. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, for me, I'm like, I hope to, you know, God willing, I have kids in the future. I hope to. Emulate that in the future. For sure. Um, That's one. uh, Elderly couples, that's another one. I see like an elderly couple and oh, they're bro, still that like. That makes me sad, bro. What? Why, why does that make you sad? sad? That, gives you, that gives me hope. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Know. It's like, this is what we could be. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you we know? could be. 
No, for real. Because, like, especially if they're the type that, like, has fun and, like, jokes around. Oh, okay. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you see them, like, out at a restaurant and one of them, like, starts talking to you or, like, starts, you know, like, making fun of you or something. Yeah. But, like, in a, in a good way, in a nice way. Um, I've seen too one. many sad movies, I guess. But, like, The Notebook? No, 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 no. Oh. Just, like, I imagine, oh, God, I don't want to. Ah. Don't make this yeah, sad, bro. This is supposed to be. All right. All right, go ahead, go ahead. All right. <laughs> like, imagine you're at the park. And you see the couple, the old couple at the bench, right? They're always at the bench. Uh-huh. Week after week, you oh, see them no, at the bench. And Please then do this, all of a sudden, it's only one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel yeah. looks so disgusted. As he <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looked at me. I was like, I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said yeah, it. It just made me sad, bro. Yeah, now yeah. I'm going to have to go home and watch <laughs> yeah. some like videos and cry. No, but like... I mean, it's it's just cool because if you can keep that, I don't know. It's again, it kind of no, goes to something true. that we want to see within ourselves. It's like I hope in the future, like I'm still as like I can be goofy around, you know, my my future wife, and you know, we can still have fun even if we're we get to that old age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of stuff sure. like that. Yeah, you're um, a goofy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Joe Byron. Joe Byron. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> um. And there's uh, take me out to dinner. <laughs> Yo, um, there's one. I don't want to forget one more thing. Uh, oh, man, I was in the middle of saying. So the father and the kids. And uh, it was and oh, the, the older when, couples. When I see young, um, young black kids. Oh. No, no, um, no. When I see young couples, I'm like, man, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I see like young black kids that are. Like, I'll go to, like, Barnes & Noble and stuff and just see how passionate they could be about, like, reading books or, like, a certain topic. Um, I don't know, the passion that kids have. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't been, they're not jaded. It kind of, like, yeah. energizes you. Like, you uh, see how, like, how passionate yeah, they are about the things. President. Yeah, like, for, like the, yeah. Bro, I used to think that I, I could be the president when I grew up. You still can, man. You were born here. I wasn't. So yeah, I on can, paper, but, I can, yeah. but I don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> You're just not old enough. That's the only. That's the only thing. You're not. Oh, you gotta be like 35. Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah. But yeah, that that's something that like I don't know. I see that and it, it like warms my heart because I'm like, man, like they full of energy. They have that innocence still of like, hey, I can go do anything, yeah. which is such an important part of of um, of of life. So sorry, my bad. So see, I got a whole list of things. That no, but I, that I see in, like, that makes sense, dude. Because like seeing somebody that's passionate about anything, man, mm-hmm. like it could be. A car mechanic that's like, yo, this piece goes right here. This right. gasket, blah blah blah, right. and it's like, oh, this man loves this. Yeah, you know that that passion that you're talking about. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it ignites an emotion that you know everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. No, I, I, I think with so many of these things, it's really just I don't know, just look up and observe sometimes. And I'm guilty of it too. Like even when I go to the park, there's moments where like I'll catch myself and I'm like, I'm I should not be on my phone right now. Let me just like look yeah. up at the sky and let me take in this nature and you know how green and how green the trees are and how blue the sky is and how wonderful the sun is and and just feel you know the warmth of the sun. Kind of like this stuff that we don't nearly get to do as much. Things that we take for granted. Yeah. For sure. Like, I really will catch myself, like, when I'm on my phone, I'm like, no, 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 like, I need to get off my phone. Like, Dude, this is not yeah. the time to do that. Being on your phone is is running away from that vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. being on your phone is just like, bro, sometimes you're scrolling and don't even know what the hell you're looking at. You're like, just swiping. Yeah. Swiping away. You're just looking. Yeah. And you yeah. waste, like, 
hours. Yeah, yeah. man, he's swiping left and right. And, uh, on what? But at least he has a purpose. Yeah, you know it's, why y'all? It's, y'all it's, know, it's for an okay. end goal. To yeah. all the listeners, don't believe the rumors. Don't believe anything these two knuckleheads say. Ain't nobody on no dating apps. Ain't nobody on nothing. Okay. Back to that other topic though of unconditional love. Oh yeah, because we never right got we never got Manny's opinion on it. Or what unconditional love? Yeah, and specifically in relation to a significant other. Right. I mean, unconditional love for my family is different. Obviously, they know they have that, but. Yeah, and and romance. I don't think you you have unconditional love when it's a girlfriend. What about a wife? Or yeah, I think that's when things go different. You think so? Yeah, because I, I think but, when, but when you have a girlfriend, has to, it has to be a girlfriend at one point. Right, but then so when you're you the one that just said you know unconditional you, when love, it gets to that's a point when they become yeah. wifey. I think so. Oh, I like. It. I'm glad that we agree. Yeah, because if it's a girlfriend, it's built on a whole lot of conditions. Yeah, like if you go out sure. and 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 cheat on your girl, not that you would because you're too lazy to do that, but um, if you go out and cheat on your girl, that relationship is most likely done. Yeah, yeah. So sure. it's contingent on conditions like that, or if you treat her disrespectfully, or you know, you is it, things like that. Like it's contingent on conditions, so yeah, it's yeah. conditional love. But then once you get to the point where you say, "Hey, I want to be with you forever," and you know. That I don't know. The, I think that's that depends on how everybody defines marriage, though, and what they take marriage to mean. What does marriage mean to you? No, I mean it. It means I think I think you guys are describing it the way that it should be described. Right? Textbook. Uh, like a textbook definition. No, 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 traditional. No, 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 no. Textbook definition is marrying somebody for interest. Oh, right. Is that not it? Like, is that not interest, why people? Is that not why people used to get married back in the day? Back in the day, it was for like finance. Yeah. It was for like power. You didn't used to get married out of love back then? It's a social construct. No, you would fall in love after you got married. They had arranged marriages back then, dude. What do you mean? Big maybe. Yeah. Like. No, love love wasn't like a real thing, dude. Back then, marriage was for like. Love wasn't real? Is love real now? No, no, no. Marriage wasn't for love back then. Romeo and Juliet, bro. Future. That's why it didn't work out. That's why Romeo and Juliet died. What you Come mean? Out. Is Ooh. Daniel about to hate on William Shakespeare, bro? Yo, Billy. We can't have beef with William Shakespeare. Come on, bro, man. Shakespeare said that. What he say, real, bro? Hey, that's that what why he, he said? killed him off. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Quote unquote. He said, "Love is not real." Shakespeare dash Daniel you. <laughs> William <laughs> Shakespeare <laughs> said, "Love is not real." Dang man, you're gonna misquote me out here. <laughs> Daniel you hey, twenty twenty one. <laughs> I don't think we want any of that Shakespeare smoke, bro. He has a big following to this day. I don't think our podcast is at that level quite yet. Hey, shout out to Finland and South Africa still, though. We're going to do an international tour. We'll come by and see you guys. And Ethiopia, too. And and South Korea. El Salvador's on the list. Guatemala. um, Spain. Italy. Portugal. Portugal. Portugal's been listening since, like, day one. For real. Yep, Germany. Shout out to Germany oh, too. Germany the UK. Too. Yep. Now India got a couple, couple, you know, listeners out there. Yeah. Okay. UAE, China. Uh, we still we haven't broken through, over. but if we, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna break through to China. I don't know if that's. Well, wait. Where was the conversation before? They all might be censoring. Time? They might be. They might be Ooh. censoring. Ooh. To be honest, oh, do they have Spotify in China? No, no I don't think they do. I don't right? Think so, but okay. they also censor, dude. They have censorship. 
And our, so, our, our content is probably crazy for them. I mean, it has American in the title, so I don't know mm. about that. That's why we named it Semi-American, bro. They probably have, like, those, those bots that block anything oh, that says, like, America or American. I don't know, but Dang. This maybe. is how World War Three starts. Daniel, you was mouthing off about China. I forgot what we were talking about before this. We were talking about unconditional love, and then he started going oh, off on right. Shakespeare. Which, by the way, Ben Franklin, fake as dude oh, ever. Can we talk about how wack Ben... Guy. Yo, can we talk about how wack Yo, Ben take Franklin him off the $100 bill. Please. Thank you. This this will probably be an end segment. I don't I just want, want anybody like, talking about Ben Franklin anymore. Hey, Ben Franklin, did, he never did the kite with the electricity. Yo, yeah, He's F seen somebody do it. That's that's word on the street. He's seen somebody do it. Is he a plagiarizer? Bro, he probably is. Ain't no way yeah. back in the day somebody was doing everything nah. he was saying he was doing. He probably saw things happen, went back to his homies, was like, hey. Yo, I did this. Yeah. And then nobody was there to verify it. So that's why he canceled Ben Franklin. Cancel Ben Franklin, bro. Yeah. Cancel put, him. Put Harriet Tubman on the hundred dollar yes. bill. Not on the twenty. Yep. Give her the hundred. Yo, Nate Turner, you. put him on there. Okay, they, they mean Snap Turner, they, but we understand. They, they, they can keep the seat warm, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'll take over. What'd you say? Keep they the can seat keep warm. the seat warm, and I'll take over. For what? The hundo. I want to be on the hundo. Yo, then you, you it'd just be a bicep. Like <laughs> it wouldn't even. He be said he's gonna be president. He did. Exactly. Hey, for president. We'll, we'll campaign for twenty thirty. I, I got I got two. seven years to clean it up. I got clean it up. <laughs> To learn some politics. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. I My love record it. will be clean by then. Yo, but back to the marriage part, though. Yeah. Or are we talking about Ben? Nah, forget Ben. Let's <laughs> not even give him more time than he already got. Yeah. But for real, cancel Ben Franklin. Anybody got a problem with that, you can uh, email us at don'tcare.com. Yo, Ben Franklin was racist against Germans, bro. Bro, Ben Franklin was... Is that racist? Just fake, Yeah. Man. No, he, he literally the Germans said, aren't a race, though. They're okay. in ethnicity. They're in ethnicity. Yeah, exactly. So is that racist? I don't know if you if you saw the the thing that was coming up this week, no, two weeks ago. But uh, apparently, there's a letter of him where he's like, "All oh, these Germans are with tawny oh, skin yeah, are gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mix with the Anglo's, and they're not as basically saying they're not as white as us." Interesting. Like back in the day, bro. F so he's ben like the, he's the original Nazi. Yeah. No, Dang. for real, yeah. That's He's true. He's the original white supremacist. Yeah. How did he end up getting on the on the hundred dollar bill then? He probably faked his way into bro, he probably just put his face on it and nobody changed it. Because they had yeah, a printing Andrew press. Jackson. Dude, they had a printing press. It was probably like, ah, oh, it was too late for us to change this now. We already printed fifty hundred dollar bills. That's that's oh, probably yeah. how he got there. Yeah. It was a typo. Yeah. Yeah, forget Ben Franklin. Yeah. Back to marriage. Um so I, I think you guys are describing it the way that it's supposed to be, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, conventionally, with, right, right. Now with uh, marriage based on love, right, as opposed to back then when it was based mm-hmm. on interest. But some people still get married for interest. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Right. Um, and I don't think love becomes unconditional when you get married. There's still conditions. It's yeah, just yeah. that look at look at Kim and Kanye, man. Yeah, Kim was with Kanye for a minute. She got that bag though. Wait, he got that bag. Let's not be patriarchal here. Nah, she definitely used him, got the bag, got her family the bag because of him. Or actually, no, she Ooh. got the bag off of Ray J. 
used him as right, a stepping stone. As much stone. as this is going to turn into e-news, and, I, and, I, and you know, it's probably a good way to attract viewers, I'd like to move on from this Kim and Kanye conversation and okay. talk about our back, back to the back, principle. Back to the, yeah, yeah. back to the principle. So marriage, right? So you guys are defining it the way that it should be, I think, right? Like, it should become unconditional. It's not, it's not unconditional, first off, right? But you should aim for it to be as the littlest amount of conditions. That's the goal. That's that's right. like that should be like what you're striving for. Right. Well, I mean, really what you're striving for is to trust the person. That too. Right. <laughs> the way he said it, like, oh yeah. Hold on. That um Yeah, you should be aiming to trust the person. But uh yeah, that should that should be a basic that's that's a basic tenet, right? Yeah. What what is an ideal marriage then for you? His eyes are shifting back and forth so fast right now. I mean, is there an ideal marriage? Is there is there an ideal relationship? It's not. Yeah, this sounds exactly the type of stuff that should be a cliffhanger for the next episode. There we go. That that's Emmanuel running away from his uh... Lord. Just bear me the strength to be able to handle these two knuckleheads for the rest of this podcast series. Hopefully, we don't get canceled. Yo, so. That's uh, that's our last episode of the year. Yeah, last episode of the year. Yeah, it's all coming together. How many episodes are we? That's like sixteen. Sixteen. Now? Sixteen, I sixteen episodes. Episodes. Yeah. episodes, my man. Yep. Thousands of downloads. Let's go. Thousands. Thousands. Yes, that's sir. what I'm talking about. Um, shout out to all our listeners. We shouted out almost every country. If you didn't get shouted out, we're sorry. We're going off the top of the head, but. As always, give us feedback, leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Apparently, you can do it on Spotify, too. Like, subscribe, post notifications. Share it. We're working on merch. We'll provide details at a later time. But we're really excited about the things we're going to be able to to bring out um, in association with the podcast. And we have a lot of ideas up to sleeve. Yeah, we've been talking about guests for a while now. And I think... uh, we're finally in a position where, where we're comfortable with uh, with kind of hosting. So yep. uh, next year, definitely going to have guests. Uh, so those of you that have asked, keep a lookout in your DMs. Also, before we end this episode, I wanted to give a big shout out to one of my friends from uh, from my residency program. Uh, who's going to be going to cardiology fellowship, Dr. Swetha Pasala. Congratulations. We're really happy for you. I know you're going to do really great things. And then one last thing. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy New Year's. We'll see y'all next year. Definitely appreciate all the support this year. Uh, We're going to keep growing. Going to keep learning. Hopefully hit a little bit more uh, topics that are in tune with with the semi-American. With the semi-American's idea. Yeah, with the theme. I think it's something that will always. I mean, it's part of the foundation. Yeah, it's like ingrained into, into the podcast. So. Um, we yep. make references or say something that relates to that. Um, yeah, so we'll fluctuate in and out of in and out of that, and a little bit of bootleg therapy. I think that, uh, those yeah. have been pretty successful. Definitely. Yeah. So, so thank you for all the feedback. Please continue to listen. Please continue to share. Hey, and help us grow. There we go. Yep. Semi Americans forever. Hey. Forever, ever, forever, ever. Let's Let's go. go.
Thank you.